Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. And the title or topic that we'll, we have today is Delegated Authority. All right, um, I'll start with verse one, um, just so we see where we are. Matter of fact, I'm actually going to go back to chapter nine and read the last two verses of chapter nine in Matthew, because that'll help us with the context in which we're going to read for our lesson today um, about delegated authority. Um, first of all, what is what does it mean to delegate? Yeah, to appoint someone to do something for you or appoint someone to do something in place of you or any of those different things. And so here uh, in this passage, Jesus is delegating his authority to his disciples to go out and reach and teach and preach and and, and heal the a dying world. Um, but we'll start in Matthew chapter nine first, because that's where we'll get our context. Verses 37 and 38, and then I'll go all the way through to Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. And it says, Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest is is truly plentiful, plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Chapter 10, verse 1. And when he called when he had called unto his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out. To heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the name names of the twelve apostles are these: the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother; James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother; Philip, and Bartholomew; Thomas and Matthew the publican; James the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus; Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. So in the first part, these first five verses of chapter 10, the first thing we see is that Jesus calls. Um, all of us have been called by God through Christ to live for Christ, to do those things in which God will be pleased with. So our first point is basically that God calls before um, um, before authority is delegated to us or before anything happens. It must be it, we must receive Whatever we're getting from God, and God has to call us. Nobody just comes to God and just be like, you know what? I was searching and looking in it, and I found God. God draws us, and he calls us, and when he draws us and he calls us, he calls us to do what? His, his work. So when he calls us, he calls us to do his work. And so as soon as he calls them in verse 1, it says right here in verse 1 of chapter 10, it says, and when he called unto his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. So he called them to do the work of the kingdom. If we look back in chapter 9, 37 and 38, it also is um, describing that he said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send someone, right? Like even today, we need some people that are sent, some people that are called to go out into this dying world to talk about Christ and to save others. The second one is God sends. In verse 5 um, we can see it said the 12 disciples sent forth um, these 12 disciples, these 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel 
and as ye go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So verses 5 through 7, what we see in verses 5 through 7 is that God sent, or Jesus sent the disciples out to go do his work. And he told them when he sent them, he sent them specifically to the house of what? Of Israel. So we are called. We're called to live for Christ. We're called to do those things that Christ wants us to do. But not only are we called, we're sent. And we're sent to a specific location, a specific place to do God's work. So think about it. If you're in your school, whatever school you go to, do y'all go to the same school? Nope. Do y'all all go to the same places? Nope. But at the end of the day, you're all called to do what? Talk about about Christ, right? Talk about God. No matter where you are, you're all called to do the same thing, but you're all not going to be in the same place doing the same thing. So Christ sends the 12 to go out, but he specifically tells them, hey, go not into the way of the Gentiles, but go to the lost house of the sheep of Israel. So he has a specific plan for them when they go out. Thirdly, we have God's purpose. Verse 8 said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, Freely ye have received, freely, what? Freely give. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And in whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And when ye come to the house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return. And so here we see God's purpose. All of us have a purpose in this life. Um, what was Jonah's purpose? To go to, to the land of Nineveh, right? What was uh, Moses' purpose? To deliver the Israelites, right? Joshua's pur purpose was to take them into the promise, promised land, right? Paul was sent to the Gentiles. Every single one of us have a purpose in which God has called us to. He hasn't given us the same gifts, right? Some of us can play the piano. Some of us can play basketball. Some of us can play sports very well. Some of us are just inclined intellectually to just be very, very smart. Some of us are very handy with our hands. But nonetheless, God has given us the purpose through our gifts to do what we need to do for his glory and not our glory. All right. Last but not least, we operate and do all of these things in God's power. So let's close it out with verse 14 and 15. And whatsoever shall, whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out thy house or city, shake off the dust off your feet. Verily I say unto you, it is more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. If we didn't do all these things in God's power, we could not do anything at all. Are you breathing because you're making your own self breathe? Is your heart pumping because you make your heart pump? That's one of the things I like going back to most often because when you go to sleep, are you thinking, are you telling your heart to keep beating? Nope. When you go to sleep, are you telling your lungs to keep the air going through your body? Matter of fact, you have to breathe in and out so that your your um, your lungs can clean out what out of your, your the air out. What kind of air? Carbon dioxide, right? Because if it stays in you, what happens? 
You what? You could die. And then you, when you swallow food, think about when you swallow food. Your stomach has to do what to that food? But how does it break it down? What? Acid. And think about this. If the acid came out of your stomach and fell on your foot, what would it do to your foot? Burn it. But it's inside of your body and you're living a certain way. And all of this is only by God's what? Power. None of us are like strong on our own. I, I, I often laugh today when I see people like, I'm a God. I'm like, yeah, you live as God, you die as men. Why is that? Why is that? They live as God, but they die as men. Because they're not what? They're not gods, right? Everybody is putting God on their name, right? Rappers putting God on their name. Basketball player, I'm the handle God, right? A few late, few years from down the line, what happens? They, they get old. They get slow. They get weak. Michael Jordan was saying, uh, they, they was talking to him. And they said, uh, Michael Jordan would be playing on the basketball court. And when Michael Jordan was playing, people would talk noise to him. And then Michael Jordan would score all these buckets on him. And then after Michael Jordan scored all these buckets on him, Michael Jordan would say, hey, don't ever di- disrespect black Jesus like that. But here's the thing. At this point in time, can Michael Jordan beat LeBron James? No way. We operate in God's power, and God's power is strong. But look at this. God's power is going to last in us until we die. It doesn't stop. We can still go out and preach the gospel. We can still go out and heal and save individuals because the healing takes place when they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, right? Because we automatically see that it's not our strength that we're strong. It's because of him. So it's delegated authority. Number one, God calls. He calls all those who, um, all those who he gets ready to send, he calls them. Then God sends. He sends us to a specific place with specific purpose because it's God's purpose. And last but not least, we operate in God's power. Let's bow our heads. Dear God, thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for this opportunity you give us, Father, to um, learn more about your will, learn more about your word and your way. I pray that something was said or done, the Lord, that may cause us, to Father, to continue to live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.